0: Hello, welcome along to a brand new episode of Baffled, your favourite fact podcast. My name is Dan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading and coming back this week. I've got three facts for you, all about bubble wrap and about and things about two people from history um, that you know might
1: actually blow your mind. I reckon Mark is also here. What you got? Right, this week for you, an admin lover's dream another edition of where did that phrase come from our favorite game and call signs now last week connor turned up looking like someone from tony hawks pro skater
2: this week looks like he's about to go fishing with his grandpa so Connor, what you got for us okay so i've gone for a theme this week on my facts they're all around the same thing celebrities there you go the man in the bucket hat and fleecy gilet has
0: spoken uh we're back with the brand new baffled stay there
2: So before we crack on, Connor, how are you? how's your ego today? Uh, honestly, I can't believe it. I'm getting stopped in the street. I went for a sausage roll at Greg's the other day and someone literally pulled me up and was like, are you the kid from Connor Explains? I'm like, Pfft. am I the kid? I am Connor. And I do explain. That's what I do, mate. You have to explain that to them, though. It's what he does best. If
0: you've missed this, supposedly, we released a brand new bonus podcast that, fingers crossed, should be with you every Friday where we will take something from this episode and we'll expand on it On a Friday, we'll do a whole episode dedicated to the inner workings of something that we figure out. Um, It's called Connor Explains. Last week, we touched on the Mafia. We found out about the Mafia commandments um, and how pretty much we'd all be dead after the first three. So life's going well for us. If you've not listened to that, make sure you subscribe into Baffled wherever you get your shows uh, and it'll pop up for you every Friday. And and I'm glad, Connor, that it's it's going to your head, which is nicely, snugly... Uh, Nestled under a bucket cap from 1999. There we go. Kick us. Kick us
2: off. What's your first fact of the show, Con? Before he was famous, Mr. Bill Murray was arrested at Chicago O'Hare Airport. It was his 20th birthday. After joking that he had two bombs in his luggage, of course, it it caused absolute pandemonium, right? Stupidly, he joked about having two bombs in his luggage. There were no explosives... He was carrying 10 pounds of marijuana, marijuana in his suitcase. The actor who later starred in Ghostbusters avoided jail, but spent five years on probation. Right. Question for you both. How do you say marijuana? How high do you reckon he was on a scale of one to 10 to joke about bombs being in his bag? When there's actually marijuana in his bag. Idiot.
1: Idiot. I I, I can imagine he was like, I told you there was no bombs, only drugs.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, why would you even joke about bombs being in your bag when you're actually packing drugs, boy?
1: Now, Bill Murray lives in his own world. Yeah, exactly. And, And it does seem like it's not necessarily the greatest idea in the world, but it's Bill Murray and Bill Murray is Bill Murray.
2: I think that he was, as soon as I read this fact, I had a vision of, you know, the typical Heathrow, Gatwick, Stagdo airport situation where it's lads that are wearing bucket hats like I've got on right now. One's dressed as a woman, the other one's doing something mental. It's his 20th birthday. And he's just got a bit leery. He's just got a bit leery. And unfortunately, it's backfired. But I love the fact that, that the punishment was five years on probation, and didn't actually go to prison. I mean, like, you know.
0: Those are the times. There's a film that I watched recently, actually. It's a documentary. Um, I think it's called The Bill Murray Stories. And it's, it's, if you don't know, Bill Murray is famous for doing, like, obscenely random things all the time. And the f- and the famously he will say to whoever he does these things to no one will ever believe you. So there are stories that he's turned up in house student house parties in Scotland, and people find him just washing the dishes. He like becomes a band's roadie for festivals. He just does like crazy stuff because he feels like it. And the message of the film is very much that. He does random stuff because he feels like it. Like if someone asks him to do something, he pretty much just goes, yeah, and what should we do next? So this is properly in keeping with that philosophy.
2: Definitely. Do you think based on like, based on, you know, Bill Murray of today, let's flash back to 20-year-old Bill Murray on what we have knowledge-wise of him as a character now. Do you think he was joking about the two bombs in his luggage, realised there was marijuana and laughed it off? Or do you reckon he was like, boys? no i (laughs) reckon i i
1: I, I, I reckon he knew i reckon he knew and he was playing a game almost a game of chicken with the police of oh are you gonna check aren't you gonna check and then when they did realised that he lost very quickly
0: yeah probably a bit of that yeah he he, he he was joking around with the bombs and then he thought oh but what i do have is all this all this dope in there and then he kind of probably stared him
1: out and then they called his bluff but, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. I, I can imagine he was expecting them to be like, oh, that's hilarious, rather than you're under
2: arrest. But the thing is as well, though, look look looking at this, hasn't he committed two crimes? Number one, he's, of course, carrying marijuana. Secondly, I can't remember what it's called. Is it a fray where you scare people? Right? So if, if I'm going through security and, and someone jokes that they've got two bombs in their bag, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, just it the plane anyway. We'll just go to gate 18 and get on. I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa.
1: I can imagine that probably got swept under the carpet. Going, With
2: the £10 of marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah like, probably aside. going,
1: that's aside. Let's ignore that. Let's just focus on this huge amount of drugs you have in your bag. I'm, I'm
0: yeah, sorry yeah. to enter a roadblock here. I just need to make sure, Connor, that you know that's not how you pronounce it.
2: No, it's marijuana, Good, but I okay. like calling it marijuana. Fine, okay. Just checking. I feel like the, the J in there needs to be pronounced, so marijuana sounds better. You know,
0: you, so you, you do, know. you man. Only someone in the bucket hat could pull that off. But the thing is, Bill Murray, this happened when he was around 2021. 20, that would have been the early 70s. Um, I don't think it was unheard of that people were walking through airports with all that gear back in the day. I, I think it was probably fine. I don't know why, why they're making a big deal. The narcs.
2: The, yeah well I've, I've also I've also got a fun story for you off the back of this before we move into the next fact when Connor
1: flew to Chicago and joked he had some bombs in his bag
2: <laughs> no 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 it was actually my poor mum she was coming back from Texas and uh, it come up on on I don't know whether it was it was on her or on the bay or whatever but when she walked through the security all of the alarms went off as a bomb scare right? saying that there was substance of bombs on my mum. Um, she got called to take it into a room, like, you know, obviously, like, strip search, like, very intense. And it was actually because my auntie who lives in America is an artist, and she makes, like, clay pottery and stuff. And apparently there's something in that that matches a substance that's in, in bombs and it, it actually Knight. flagged up.
0: Mrs. Knight, she's the old smuggler, the
2: smuggler of Essex. And and the funny thing is all the alarms went off, they checked her bag and she had 100 grams of crack. I mean, come on, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I
0: can't get through, Um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, I can't get back into the country without England without being stopped because there is someone who's got my name who they're looking for. What? So you know when you go through the 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 self ID scanners in when yeah. you when you scan your passports I can't get back into the UK using those. I have to go round to the the proper dude who's there who looks you over and on a very quiet quiet night one time when there was no one else in the airport I said, "Look, what's going on? Am I sitting on my passport wrong? Is it is the metal rubbing up against the card? What's happening?" And he went, "It's because your name is also someone that we're very interested in, so I just need to check that you're not him. So that happens to
2: I can't go back in the country without being stopped. So that's always fun. Um, I love the fact I love the fact as well that at the time of the most wanted, Dan's probably wearing his salmon shorts. You know, right? I've probably shirt. got my Crocs on as well. I've got my eye <laughs> like, mask I, I, over. I've got, I can't I've got imagine my, they, you're like, that inconspicuous. Yeah, yeah and got, they've got a guy. They, they've got a guy on their records who's wanted for like drug smuggling. They look at Dan and they're like. Yeah, it's not you. It's probably not. It's uh, probably not you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Since we're on celebrities, I think I'll crack on to one of mine. Walt Disney, this is for you, Mark Walt Disney was an, was an FBI informant. Oh, tell me more.
2: Wow, tell me more.
0: From 1940 until his death in 1966. I didn't need to tell you that, Mark, though. Come on.
2: You observe I mean, it, don't on, you, every that. year. Uh,
0: Walt, Disney- that. Walt Disney secretly served in the FBI. He was recruited by the FBI, the LA Department, uh, to keep an eye on all the Hollywood actors, writers and directors because at the time they were terrified of... Uh, communism slipping into Western culture. So he was there keeping an eye out, making sure none of the Reds, none of the old commie uh, were were slipping under the radar and uh, putting their political messages through Hollywood movies. So Walt Disney was there keeping an eye on things.
2: I've heard that he's. Um, I mean, Mark, you you could maybe vouch for this. I know you probably never met him, but you you, you probably know more about him than me. Wasn't it? What, isn't there a lot of stories that he's actually a bit of a? No, no,
0: not Walt Disney. Walt Disney was a was a hero. It he was a lovable legend. Don't blaspheme on
1: this podcast, Connor Knight.
0: He was he was a lovable legend. Himself? I've definitely. He was, well, think he might have been, think about him. he might have been like a hard taskmaster, but he was notably terrible with money. So his brother had to take, was it Roy? I think Roy had to take care Roy, of all the yeah. money side of the business. <laughs> I know, it's funny, right? You've got it Walt Roy? Disney and was Roy. It Roy. and Mark's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roy Disney. It's a romantic <laughs> name, isn't it? To start one of the film studios. So Roy looked after all the, the money to stop them becoming bankrupt. And um, I think Walt Disney smoked pretty frequently, but he would never let anyone smoke on screen or in the park because he knew it was a horrendous habit. Like, he was a pretty lovable dude um, but, and was also an FBI informant. Wow. There you go. Never knew that.
2: He's also probably the last person you'd expect to maybe be one as well. I imagine that that type of job, you want to kind of work under the cuff. You don't want to be known and you wouldn't really suspect, oh, Walt Disney is... Yeah, if you are an FBI informant, you don't really want to tell anyone. Yeah, you're right about... <laughs> Do you reckon a... Um, You know, he had a bit of a, maybe a bit of a team behind him. And he had like, you know, Daffy Duck and Mickey and Minnie all working for him as well. Like, they were all in on it. Do you know what I mean? It was like a team of Disney characters all fbi in.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe potentially, I'm going to go ahead and guess not. But potentially, you know, just in the parks, just put a some microphones behind their
2: faces. I'd love to see what actually happens behind the scenes of the world of Disney. I'd just love to see it. I'd love to see what the guy who's wearing the Mickey costume mayhem. actually like Absolute in Absolute mayhem is what I imagine. Just disappointing. Yeah, yeah, I reckon so.
0: Here's the thing, I found yeah. out about a documentary earlier on that I want to watch today. You know, it's full of film recommendations for me. Uh, it's called The Sweatbox and Disney have banned it so you might want to watch it online before they take it down because of the massive success of this podcast. Everyone hear about it. Mark, you'll be interested in this. It's about the film, the emperor's new groove and it's it's the making of that film and apparently it was just like the most bad thing ever so disney have taken it down they don't like to recognize it because it it uncovers how mayhem the magic really is so here's your recommendation go and look up the sweat box thank you very much there we go mark walt disney's long 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 lost stalker um What's your first fact of the show?
2: I was wondering what the end of the long, long, long was. I didn't expect stalk. I love it. So no, was I, mate. When I said love. it, I thought, where's where this going?
1: You know, what's, what's first?
2: <laughs>
0: That's
1: why Mark. there were so many longs. It was buying time <laughs> before the payoff. <bail.
5: sighs>
1: right. You know what? I'll go with my celeb fact as well. Ewan McGregor's brother is a pilot. Now, in the RAF, when you're a pilot, you have a call sign. So his is OB2. Zero, as in O-B-2. No, as in, rather than OB1. No, I got that. Like but I, I know Ewan it's OB1 can OBs
0: but is it do you, would you spill it like o b 2 so o oh, just obi and then 2 i thought that might have been the name of his yeah. plane that would be very impressive but that's pretty cool i like what? it oh, that question mark was
1: like
2: um i don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is it.
1: probably going straight over your head, isn't it, Connor? You don't do Star Wars.
2: No, no. Do you know? No, no, no. I don't. I don't watch Star Wars. Of course, I know that character. But as soon as you said you and McGregor, all I can think of is the fact that when I shaved my head, everyone said I looked like him at a train spotting. Yeah, that or Sinead O'Connor. I. This is the thing. I. I don't know if I'd like that if I was him. I'm an only child,
0: <laughs> yeah. so I imagine you do feel he is probably really proud that his brother's this massive hollywood actor but then you're going to be in his shadow anyway and then the one place that is your own is when you're being a, a pilot and you're still in his shadow there that's got to be a bit bleak it's kind of yeah, cool up, isn't
2: it like you know if someone asked you oh why would your nickname that to be able to turn around and go well funny you say that my brother it'd be one of those things that you'd never believe it's like you, you know you're standing by the i don't know the cockpit or whatever it is, is, that, is that thing i don't know but you're chilling out you're with, all the other, you're with all the other pilots. He's so like, oh, yeah, listen. What's his name? What's his brother's name? Bob? Yeah, it's Bob. Let's yeah. Bob. Yeah, yeah, Hypothetically, Bob. yeah. Let's Bob. go for Bob, yeah. Oh, Bob. You know, like, oh, Bob. Bob, why are you OB2? He explains that story. You know that when he's walking away, the rest of them are like, what's he going on about? He's bullshitting it. Loaded. Yeah, Bobby bullshitting. No, I understand it. Um, <laughs> Yeah,
0: very good, Mark.
2: I enjoy that. Yeah, that's a good fat, Mark. Just, I like that. That's really yeah, cool. I think it's just, just so. a nice think, simple
0: one, isn't it? I think it's all right. It is. Uh, I on the scale of will i tell my mates that down the pub i think i think mate like if if there's a relevant thing i think no i might bring it up of course
1: we are abiding by government rules where we don't visit pubs right now
2: oh, so. oh
1: Jesus. god
2: here we,
1: <laughs> here we
0: go you can bleep that christ oh send people to sleep Ugh, oh they're, that, they're that podcast now <laughs>
2: Can't I the second fact of the show? Another celebrity one, keeping up with my theme of the week. So, in the early days of his career, Sylvester Salone was so poor that he sold his dog. Now, the dog's name is B-U-T-K-U-S. Is that Butkus? Butkus? Well, but, butkus, butkus, I'd imagine. Butkus. 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 Well, the dog's called Butkus. I don't know. I've never met him. Well, exactly. Well, in Sylvester's early days, he sold the dog for $50 because he was that poor. Got rid of the dog. After striking it rich by selling the script of Rocky, Stallone bought that dog back. But the guy that he bought it off was like, no, 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 no. There's a markup. It's now $3,000. He bought it back. Of course, it then went on to appear in Rocky along with Sylvester Stallone himself.
1: I mean, you would. If Sylvester Stallone came back to you and said, I want my dog back. He's like, aren't you the bloke out of Rocky? Yeah. Great. It's now 3000
2: well, my point you, was, you I, would, think three, you? I think three, I think grand's cheap. I mean, if Sylvester Stallone just done Rocky and he's obviously worth some dough, I'd be like, mate, ten grand. You love your dough, I don't want you. I'd be, I'd be going steep.
1: Yeah, but equally, this is the guy who was in Rocky. You don't want to angle. <sighs> I don't buy it. Well, no, you didn't
0: buy it. He did. Thank you. I, I think this is. I think it's something that
2: famous, pe- a famous person has said to make their backstory better. Well, all I will say is it seems to be from a legitimate source. It's www.weirdcelebrityfacts.com. No, I'm not, I believe. I'm not saying that, <laughs> that Guess that, where Connor spent all his time I, this week. I'm not I'm not saying
0: that the website's not legit. I'm saying I think he said this and he's he's played with the truth. I think it's just and I know that celebrities have hard stories and I know that everyone has a hard life, so these things can happen. I just think that you know him kind of selling his dog uh, to to for 50 quid to make it it was his last 50 quid and then he got the
1: job at rocky and he went back and saved the dog from the bad guy i just think it's a bit too mm. I, I do always think when these celebs go on these talk shows that it's like how how do you have so many interesting stories like sure you're a celeb but you've got a you've got a fun life but exactly as dan said he was like all these celebs have that story of oh i was literally broke so i had to do this and then like i was amazing and then suddenly I got my dog back and it's like, did you though? Or, or did a researcher just ask you for an interesting story? And you went, um, 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 I had a dog once and then it just evolved.
2: There's always a story, isn't there? You're so right. There's always a thing, you know, like when, when we hit the jackpot and we were on Jimmy Fallon and there's us three, I mean, and they say, Connor, like, you know, we've baffled, how did it happen? I'm definitely not going to turn around and go, I was dragged into a ball meeting with these three and we was asked to do it. We're going to turn around and be like, oh, I was on the last pounds in my Monzo. Times were so rough. I Connor admired, was just sat know, outside the front and we took pity on him
0: and, and bought <laughs> him in.
1: And that's where it just all started from.
0: And then, oh, and then <laughs> yeah, someone, yeah. someone said, oh, I'll give you 20 quid a week to look up some facts on weirdcelebrities.com. Look, I don't think that, I don't think like it was. It would have been terribly con, con, like that conceited of him. I'm not saying that he he just spun this yarn because he thought it might have sounded good on a talk. Maybe someone brought it brought something up and like maybe he did lose his dog. And I, I just think it's it's he's built on a lie, built on the truth to make it a bit bigger than it is. Rather than like he probably had a dog. I'm not saying he never had a dog. I just think it's a bit. It, it's not all legit. Is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, you're, you're basically what you're trying to get at is you're not, he's on Oprah Winfrey, he's been asked the story, he's come out with it, and then he has gone on to weirdcelebrityfacts.com. Connor Knight reads it in baffled, and everyone thinks it's not true.
0: Yeah, that's 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 yeah. It. Look, yeah. if if you are famous and you are listening, your boy from five talking to you, the gamer kid as well, he's got his own channel. If you say something in the public eye that ain't true you know like some years down the line it's coming onto this it's coming on to weirdcelebrities.com and we're reading it out so just be warned right my second fact of the show um oh, also about a celebrity uh, if you can call i mean <laughs> if you hate celebrities this is not the show for you but, today, i mean it? when i say celebrity i'm i'm talking about saddam hussein So
1: (laughs) I would I wouldn't quite put him in a celebrity.
2: Okay, right. So there There there
1: is celebrity evil dictator. (sighs) Oh, it's a close one. He's he's known, isn't he? He's
2: known.
0: Depends depends on what this podcast. Do you know
2: Do you know what this episode is filled with? It's filled with the ends to sentences that I never imagined I would be hearing today. When I say celebrity, I actually mean uh, Osama bin Laden. Like I understand. It depends how you define
0: celebrity. Is what I'm saying. Anyway, Saddam Hussein. Sure as well as being an evil dictator responsible for many atrocities, sure.
2: Also wrote some romance novels. Of course he did. Again, again,
1: they were awful.
0: No,
2: can I just say, again, the end of a sentence that you never imagined. (laughs) He
0: also wrote some (laughs) love stories. He wrote, um, uh, let me see, he wrote four novels and a number of poems. The first two books, which were the real lovey ones, they were written under a pseudonym, because obviously... If you are an evil dictator, the last thing they want to find out is that you're writing a, a little bit of Fifty Shades on the side. Uh, so and the, the traditional way of, of preserving anonymity in Arabic writing is, is they're called Written by He Who Wrote It. Uh, his first book uh, was called Zabiba and the King, which was written in 2000. Now, 2000, by the way, was when it was all kicking off. Like,
1: this is back end. I, that's like, I, I really enjoy that he just went, you know what? I know there's a war going on, but... Could write a novel. It, it, well, he was writing
0: it like he wrote another one in two thousand and one as well, and this is, I guess, this is when he was heading into hiding. So he's got no, nothing better to do with his time. If you think well, he was found When, when in did the when did the when did the war start? Like what two thousand two? Yeah, like around that time he was found in two thousand and three, wasn't he? No, it was yeah. was yeah, and and then they pulled the old statue down
1: um anyway the book was which uh, is a shame that they pulled down the statue of such a literary icon of course that's what there was a was huge outrage in the literary world at the point exactly it's
0: called zabiba and the king um now it's the novel that the cia cia believes to be written by saddam hussein you know with the help of a few ghost writers and to be honest if your evil, mad dictator boss is saying, you know what I want you to write, I've got this bloody brilliant idea about a woman who, works into a, who walks into a coffee shop and has it off with a barista, you're probably saying, yeah. Um, it's a love story. It's a, it's a <laughs> like, what? I, I just love the fact that these books are like biograph. When you get that, that powerful, it's like, I want, to, I want to write a book about the story I wish I had. It's a love story about the powerful ruler of medieval Iraq and a beautiful commoner girl so there you go.
2: God, it sounds really, sounds really close to home, doesn't it? Can I just say, in the whole time of doing baffled, uh, you've never been going off. Dan going off on a tangent and talking—that's that. There is the best segment. I mean, I never imagine. Oh, did you like look at my face during that? I'm just like. I can't believe what I'm hearing I mean I love it Dan I absolutely love it it's a brilliant brilliant fact I just cannot believe what I'm hearing I cannot believe what I'm hearing
0: Mm, there's also another book called get out of here curse you which I like that I like that title a lot there's one called the fortified castle as well 713 page novel come on mate Wind it in. L- you can understand why idea. he
2: changed his name, can't you? You know, like it's pretty. You know, if Jimmy Savile was trying to get a kids' film commissioned, he's not going to do it under his name, any. Do you get what I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah, I do. Well, what's also the first two books are running uh, are writing under the pseudonym. The last two books, when he does get, you know, pretty serious and on the nose, talking about the Western world taking over and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah, he writes that under his name, so I think he's, he's, he comes out with that. So there you go, mm. Saddam Hussein. There we go. One of one Thanks, of Dan. one of history's most most evil dictators. You got to say. Also, also spun a pretty good good yarn about sex. So there you
1: go. Mark Washer's second fact of the show. There we go. Charles Darwin, not a celebrity. Just want to put that out there. Probably wouldn't class him in the celebrity field. Uh, but when he was deciding whether to get married or not, he decided to create a list of pros and cons. Now, pros. For getting married, this according to Charles Darwin, of course, very famous scientist. Constant companion, a friend in old age, better than a dog.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, before you said that, I was
1: going to say, could just be talking about a dog, really, couldn't he? Yep, better than a dog, that was specified. Uh, Cons included less money for books, a terrible loss of time, is how he described it. And uh, he wouldn't, if he was married, then he'd be forced to visit relatives. So uh, those were those was just some of the things on his pros and cons list about whether or not to get married. Spoiler alert, he did decide to get married in the end.
0: Good. Well, I like the fact that he's, he's weighed up options. A, a notably logical man, scientific, did, did, uh, f- discovered evolution in a time when everyone was thinking uh, that, you know, God created everyone. Still perhaps could have done. But no, I, that's amazing. I
2: think, that, I think that if I was making a list of pros and cons of marriage... None of those would be included. Well, I tell you what, Connor, what would be, this what would is be your, on your podcast. List,
0: but... This is your podcast. You know, go for yeah. it. What's on your yeah. pros and
2: cons? Okay, so pros and cons of marriage. We do, we do three of each. Pros of marriage, right? Fun time whenever you want it. If you get what I mean, I would, no, I would yeah, imagine
0: many people married that are married are going to argue that ain't happening.
2: But go for it. But, but as in, like, you know, you're looking for a little bit of Saturday night fun. You haven't got to jump on Tinder. you you, you, got, you got the girl. you got the girl to, you know, say, like... Good, good yeah, good I'm, and I'm still not convinced right? that many people agree with you. But fine, we'll put it on your list as a pro. Uh, uh, another another pro. Emotional support when you need it. You know? It, it's there. Get back, yeah, get back yeah, to the funny stuff. Yeah. Do you know? Another pro... Cracking photos. I mean, like, a wedding day photo album is top tier. You always look good. Always, right? Great for the Insta. Cons. Here, here are cons, cons. You're a girl for the rest of your life on your back, right? On your back. And you're, you're, you're legally binded to her. So you're like, she's there. You know, like, who are you going out with? What are you doing? It's just aggravation. Aggravation. The mother-in-law. Yeah, I mean, you know... You- that's exactly what Darwin was about. Yeah. He hated that. And
0: Always moaning in your ear, aren't they? Yeah. The
2: broken... ...record that you hear of flush the chain. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's That not is, that is what will happen if you do sleep in a poo dungeon, though, Connor. And you don't flush the toilet. So, Seriously, I would say... I mean, I'm going through it right now. No, no, no. I'm going through it right now. Let me just talk to you about that. If I'm no If I'm sleeping... In a poo dungeon, and I know there is no brick wall between my bed where I sleep with my girlfriend and my toilet. I'm telling you, the first thing I'm doing is flushing the chain. I mean, even if
1: there is a wall there... Why aren't you flushing the chain? Do
2: you know what my girlfriend bought me for Christmas, right? This was honestly one of my presents.
1: Was it an instruction book of how to flush the toilet? It's
2: a toilet scrubber, right? Because I kept leaving skidders on the toilet and she had the right hump about it. So she actually bought me this.
0: Why is she... Why? 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 What is... What are her prospects in life that she genuinely cannot find anyone else that has a bedroom <laughs> with a wall and knows how to flush the toilet? Is lockdown seriously
2: that bad in Essex? Well, she bought me, and but the thing, the thing is, this is actually quite a difficult tool to use because if you it's, forget it's to not, scrub, it is it not is, that difficult. I'll tell you to what, use. if you forget to scrub to scrub your skidders, which happens, right? This is a con of marriage. I don't care if they skid marks. Like, I quite like having a stand-up Wii when there is, and then you get them off with the Wii. It's yeah, it's, 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 like a it's, it's a fun arcade yeah. game, isn't it? It's Target a fun practice. arcade game. But if you leave the skid marks, they cement, and honestly, you are finding yourself scrubbing, like, actually scrubbing. I mean, mine become rock hard, like, rock hard. So, so pros,
0: emotional support, nookie whenever you want it, um, and, and all that Wait. fun stuff. Hold on, what? Cons. Hold on, what? What? Hold on. What was that word? It was nookie. Nookie. Yeah, old school Nookie. Well, you know. So, uh, you know, the bit 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 of bit of your Saturday night fun. So pros, emotional support, Saturday night action, loads of fun. Um cons, you you will have to start putting some work into the old skidders that are left there. That's what we're talking there we about. Guys. Right, before we crack on with the third and final fact of what has been a celebrity and skidmarked-filled podcast. Mark,
1: any admin on your side of the fence? Yes. Anything drop into the inbox? Yes. There is a few things in the inbox. Uh, two things uh, for this week. A, you will be glad to know badges have been sent. Fantastic news. The backlog has been cleared. They are on their way. And people should have them soon. Brilliant. And if you want
0: yourself a badge, remember, you just need to drop us a line. It's info at baffledpod.com. And make
1: sure you uh, you follow us on the Insta at baffledpod there. Brilliant work, Mark. Admin number two. We have a competitor for most famous listener. Okay.
0: Mm. They're more, fa- more famous than the guy with his own gaming Twitch channel and the guy that was in the boy band. Love you, Scott. So
1: potentially more famous than Scott from Five. I'll let you decide. This is the email. My name is George. I've been on a few TV shows, which I looked up Gogglebox and Celebrity Big Brother. This is no Z-list endeavour. I'm a serious fan, lads. I'm in Liverpool at the moment, doing some work, and on my nighttime jog, I've tuned in. I'm lagging a few episodes behind, uh, but I wanted to say I've played some celebrity matches with Scott, aka From 5, our most famous listener so far, I'm not after some 5v celebrity big brother rivalry. I just want a badge. Hang
0: on, is it, is brackets, it oh my God, it's George Gilby. Is it
1: George Gilby? It's George Gilby. Oh my Sick. word. Oh my So, yeah.
0: So, oh, so, so, so. What. let's
2: have a little boogie to that. So boogie, boogie, if
1: you are
0: <laughs> um, if you're listening to this and you you kind of weren't watching uh, celebrity shows 5 or so years ago or you're from America any of that, George Gilby like Gogglebox box Back in the day, it was an incredible show, and George was on Gogglebox. If you've never seen it, it's a show where you're watching people watch telly. I know um, George was in, was watching it with his with his mum and dad, and they were very very funny. Uh, they sounded like Connor. They were from Connor's neck of the woods, uh, and it's it's uh, George george
1: goggle box. um yeah amazing to have you listening thanks so much pal george gilby is making a claim for our most famous listener he also said uh that he's got to earn it so here is one of his favorite facts there's enough cyanide contained in two ounces of cress to kill a small rodent good stuff and there you go good fact from george gilby but yeah george gilby is in with a shout to be our most famous listener and a badge is on its way to you already
2: i mean i I think if you're looking at the chart of famous people, there's only one person really that can top George Gilby, and that's Justin Bieber. So until then, George, you've got the reins, mate.
1: Uh, that's very, very go. funny. There we go. Connor has declared George Gilby is now officially the most famous listener of Bath.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. I invented the idea of Gogglebox, by the way.
2: Oh, how, Dan, how did you invent Gogglebox? We're on, we're on, admin. Uh, yeah. We're on, admin. But very quickly, no, I want, I want to hear. No, very this. quickly. The thing is, oh. I
0: didn't let anyone know uh you know ideas are pe- a ten a penny it's all in the execution i remember watching telly with my mates and i and we were way funnier than it was on telly and i was like you know what would be the best show ever people watching us watching telly 2 years later the bugs have been out air again They've listened, Goggle Boxes on Telly, and I'm watching George Gilby. Um yeah, anyway, thank you very much, George. Info at baffledpod.com. George Gilby is listening to you, so it's all done it's full circle.
2: Info at baffledpod.com. That's what you need to do if you want to get in touch with the show. Or you can do it on Insta. Connor, what you got? James Messenger. Mark, I think you may know this guy. He got in touch saying, I hope you're well, mate. I'm a big fan of the podcast. He works for a media and arts company in Manchester, which Mark actually featured on. Kept that one quiet, didn't you, Mark? Their podcast, I saw it sounding good. Mark had a little feature on their podcast. Oh yeah, my guy going up in the world, love it. Anyway, he said, also, if you're looking for a little weird podcast fact, here's one for you. An estimated 92,370 Guinness consumers every year in the UK have facial hair Assuming they consume on average 100 pints each year, it works out that just under £400,000 of wasted Guinness each year is found in facial hair. Two pints a week, I mean, I can go with that
1: at the minute. Mine is growing out and, oh, there's there's shepherd's pie from the other night in here somewhere.
2: I love the fact as well, right, Mark popped on their podcast to have a little chat with them about, he says here, the rise of podcasts, specifically yours. It's true, I did. Did a little guest spot about how... About,
1: about being the creative one behind this madness. It's true. I t- I, don't worry, boys. I took all the credit. Don't worry about it. I'm sure, I'm sure you did. i tell you why there's so many podcasts, because your company
0: keep bloody me- putting them out there.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> there's so many more to come. So many more. Remember, if you want
0: to get in touch with the show, it's info at baffledpod.com. I've said that quite a lot. Time for our third and final fact of the show. Or at
2: baffledpod on Instagram.
0: Connor, take it away. What's the third and final fact?
2: Okay, we are finishing with my celebrity episode this week. So plenty of celebrities, also people, have very strange habits and also phobias, right? One Direction singer, Liam Payne, probably may have the weirdest one ever. He's afraid of spoons, Spoons. Oh, that's got to be a tricky life. Is he, is he butch, 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 is butch, he afraid butch, butch, of spoons? Butch. Specifically, specifically used dirty spoons. Uh, oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I call bull. Yeah. What? Right. For the simple reason of he said this is a PR stunt. It made front page news this. It actually made Daily Mail headline front top, 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 top. So, of course I have did. come to a conclusion through my fact that I wanted to share with you that. Again, linking in with what we said earlier. I think celebs are guided by their PR firms or whoever it is management to say ridiculous stuff on media things to get to get the news, to get to get it out there. That's what I think. This is nonsense. How can you be scared of a spoon with a little bit of porridge on it? Like, come on, mate.
0: I don't I don't think he is, to be honest, Connor. I think you're right. And also I think it's not it's not the hottest take from you, as it's 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 plainly obvious. You know what, what, Yeah.
2: Well, it's plainly obvious, but it's also it could be true. This is what I love about no, these facts. No, it one's, could
1: no tr- one's afraid well, of spoons. Well, I feel like someone just said, Oh, are you scared of anything? And he went, Oh, well, I don't really like dirty spoons.
2: Well, no, 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 Mark, this is my point. And then is I blown think up. he should Well, I think he should have just left it as spoons. It become unbelievable with dirty spoons. What are you afraid of? Spoons. Leave it there. 50-50. When you go spoons. To be honest with you, more dirty spoons, yes. A load of nonsense, mate. Also, I
1: I feel like it's narrowing it down to spoons. Like, if you're like, oh, we'll just have a thing about dirty cutlery, it's kind of a bit more believable because, you know, at least then it's all cutlery rather than just, no, specifically spoons. Like dirty fork, dirty knife, arguably more scary because they're sharper. You know, a a spoon, the bluntest and most useless instrument, if it's going to scare you. You know, if someone ran at you with a fork, someone ran at you with a knife, and someone ran at you with a spoon, you would not care about the guy with the spoon.
0: Mm.
2: I, lo- I, I absolutely love Mark's take on things. Yeah, I just, I love his mind. The way his mind works. He's, I'm imagining people running at me now with spoons, knives, and forks. I kind of, in a, way, in a way, get it, though, to a point of like, you know when you empty your dishwasher and there's like that dried up food c- that sometimes is on it? That does freak me out a little bit. I don't like that. I do like a clean bit of cutlery. It's but grubby, see, isn't
1: this, it? This, 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 is, this is my point. Like, if it was all cutlery, then it's believable because, you know, that's that. But why specifically spoons?
2: Well, I don't know. Maybe it's the shape. Connor, What? what where's the dirtiest spoons in Essex? Dirtiest spoons in Essex? Oh, I don't know. The one in my local high street, Brentwood, is a bit ropey sometimes, but it serves a Banging Foster's top, About to say, honestly. Are,
1: top are we sure that Liam Payne isn't just scared of going into a dirty looking spoons? I mean, is, this is,
2: is the thing. Is, is this what it actually
1: is? He's just scared of, for the Americans out there, the uh, cheap high street pub brand weather spoons. Is he just scared of dirty looking ones of those?
0: There was two spoons in Windsor when I used to go there when I was working nearby. And I don't know the names of them. There was posh spoons and dirty spoons. You'd start in the posh spoons. You'd go to the dirty spoons because it was next door to liquid. That was the trajectory of the evening. Mark, what's your final
1: fact of the show? Okay, the phrase bodge job is linked to making chairs. So we all love a good where did that phrase come from. So let me take you through the history of a bodge job. So, oh, watch, job... do we?
2: Do we? Do we love? Do we love that? Where? <laughs> When's that become a thing? Where did that phrase come from? We've done it so many times on the show, Connor. Come on. Okay. So
1: a bodge job is a job that is completed quickly and carelessly, of course. Um and back in the day, a bodger was someone who used to make chair legs, but never made the rest of the chair. So that is where the they think bodge job has come from, because bodgers were craftsmen, but they didn't do the whole chair. They only did part of a job. So therefore, bodge job. The football team that I support,
0: Wickham Wanderers. Um, we are called the Chair Boys because the town is famous for its furniture making and our mascot is called a Bodger.
1: There you go, yeah, exactly. So that is where Bod's job comes from. It comes from making chairs originally because they'd literally just make the legs.
0: Connor, how, you know, I'll let a little bit of daylight in upon magic. At the current time of recording, it's, it's quarter past two on Friday the 29th. Um, when are you going to forget that fact?
2: It's, I, can't, I couldn't recite it
0: to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I figured as much. Uh, I saw I saw the I saw the glaze coming over your eyes and I thought, oh, I'll tell you what, we've we've had we've we've had seven fact full of celebs. He, he ain't in the mood for a bodge job, is he? <laughs> yeah, not.
2: no.
1: He's absolutely not.
0: I think I think we've gone out of order here. I think I went second, but now I'm going last, so there you go. Of
1: <laughs> course, spicing things up. Our final fact of the show. Uh, bubble wrap was meant to be your wallpaper. Love that. But the thing is, you would like it's fine until about a week in when you realise that you've pressed all the but all the bubbles by just like running at a wall, and then what? You're going to replace it, or are you just going to have popped bubble wrap on your walls? Uh,
0: apparently, the inventors Alfred Fielding and Mark Chavanet, I took a stab at that pronunciation. They wanted to make a more textured wallpaper back in 1957, so they put two layers of plastic close together punctured some air through it because they thought oh this might make it feel nice feel a bit different didn't work like that at all but instead they found hang on this makes a brilliantly absorbing packaging uh, uh for when we're sending stuff that's how bubble wrap was made
1: i love the fact they wanted to make a wallpaper that felt good though have you ever just looked at a wall and gone oh i hope that feels good i'm gonna go rub myself against it i then. do
0: like the uh you know when you like your granddad's house or my mum and dad used to have it as well they would have that like ridged wallpaper they're like slightly but oh
1: that's very good yeah like they might have like embossed flowers on it or stuff like that i found this out online but it's from um also for those wondering why connor hasn't spoken by the looks of the video he has just tuned out yeah he's good
2: yeah i mean when we're talking about wallpaper that is just a Dan and mark chat i'm I'm happy to keep out of that
1: yeah it's true
0: oscar wilde's last words were apparently either the wallpaper goes or i do um
2: do you, do you see what i'm trying to say do, like, well no what's funny what's of connor this I'm
0: is connor this is a book for you um that's that I was written read. that was written in the bubble wrap book who why is anyone writing a bubble wrap book
1: two pages long when you say bubble wrap book is it a book about bubble wrap well apparently so with bubble wrap?
0: no apparently it's the book about bubble wrap I think we'll leave it there, don't you? Thank you very much for listening to a brand new episode of Baffled. Uh, What have we learned? Well, a lot of famous people might slip in a little lie every now and then. Also, if you're thinking of getting married, um, think about whether you want to clean up your skiddies after all. And if you're in the mood for a naughty read, uh, I think there's a new one out by Kim Jong-un. So maybe pick that up. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to get in touch, it's info at baffledpod.com. Make sure you follow us on Insta as well, at baffledpod there. And keep an eye out Uh, on Friday for a brand new episode of Connor Explains when one of the nine things that you've heard today uh, will be expanded on. And Connor will explain it to you. Probably not (laughs) chair-making. No, hey, listen, it's a brand new episode about bubble wrap. No, I promise it won't (laughs) be about that. You never know. Probably be about some of the saucy stuff earlier on, innit? And we will see you next week, uh, next Tuesday. We're back then. Bye.